episode 55 with Bria Jones on the Nine Point Start the Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode is a fun one because I'm um, featuring a good friend of mine, someone I know since junior high, Bria Jones. She's like family in a sense, and we go through this thing about this influencer space. I'm a big believer that every athlete is an influencer in their, own, in their own way. No matter how many followers you have, no matter how matter you're semi-pro, pro, college, high school, whatever it may be, you're an influencer because you have a platform that can impact somebody and impact the brand, whoever it may be, and benefit from it. And so Bria kind of shared her journey. I started with started with zero followers, and now she's making a living off of off of you know being a brand ambassador for different companies to they're paying her to, to represent herself and their brand so great story with her share about her journey and kind of what she's doing and how you kind of learn from for yourself so i hope you enjoy and let's get to it just a little introduction my name is bria jones and um i'm currently i guess you could label me as an influencer but i feel like i wear many more hats than that um i really don't like that term simply because I think everybody in this world is an influencer. Um, Whether you get somebody to hold the door for you or invest in your company, you are that. Um, But I have, as of this week, you know, taken the official leap in being self-employed. So um, I have founded an organization, a networking organization. It started out for bloggers and influencers, and it is called Media Mixer. Um, So our next goal with that is to try to take it on the road. So hopefully if any of you are interested in networking events, um, follow that on Instagram. You can also follow me, Hey Bria Jones on Instagram. And that's probably where I do the most promotion. So yeah, I'm looking to launch YouTube and um, get up and running on some other platforms. But for now, that's like the main plug. Swag. So Bria, the question that everyone that comes on is when you're younger as an athlete, What's one of your bigger dreams to go with doing to achieve? So as an athlete, so I probably have the, a different perspective because I wasn't a great athlete. I, I looked at sports as an opportunity to challenge myself. Um, I kind of knew, and this is probably where I struggled, I knew that I wasn't gifted when it came to coordination. So I really, um, I remember like in seventh grade, when we were at Westwood, Westwood. Um, yeah, everybody was trying out for volleyball and I really wanted to be a part of a team. And, um, you know, I, I remember being intimidated because all of our friends, like, you know, they had been playing select volleyball um, since they were younger. So, you know, I kind of felt intimidated in that. Well, you know, my parents couldn't afford to put me in club volleyball or whatever. Um, and I just didn't have the experience. So I literally would go home every day. And with my brother at the time, he was like three years old. I would take his little bouncy ball and like practice falling off the wall. And I set the goal for myself to just make B team. I didn't want to make C. I wanted to make B. And if I made that, I was going to be so proud of myself because I had no experience. Um, and I would come home every day for about two hours and just practice like coordination. And long story short, I ended up making B team. So I was happy. A lot of people were like pissed that they were on B team, but I was like, yes, mom, I did it. So stoked about it. Um, So it was kind of things like that from a young age. I would really challenge myself. I was 
always goal oriented. Um, and I, and I appreciate sports and kind of, you know, our district pushing us to be a part of um, athletics because yeah, it, it really helps me to challenge my mindset and what I could do um, just baby steps. And then, you know, I was better at certain things. Like I was great at running track. Um, that was my thing. And it was like four of us in this four by four race. We were unstoppable. It was, I think it was me, Reagan, Madison, um, and, and Becca Mishler, who is now married. So it's not Mishler anymore, but us four would kill it. And that was like my, my high point. And that, that sport for me was where I could, um, set the intention of winning and like I knew my skill set and I knew my strengths and I think from there on I kind of learned okay Bria you have you have certain strengths that you can bring to the table and here you are you can utilize that um, if you know how to play your cards right so that was the earliest stage for me in terms of you know realizing where I was better where I wasn't and if I was better at something, how to push myself even harder. Because um, we would win in district for track. But I, I wanted us to go to state. Like, I was, I was so I, – I wanted this for us. Because I was like, guys, come on. I, I'm not going to state for basketball. Like, let's go for this. So, yeah, that was kind of my early stages of athleticism and, you know, just understanding what I could do. Those are, those days were intense though. That Westwood track, we took it really serious. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I feel that. like those were like I've never had this level of anxiety like I did when we were playing sports. Mm. I mean, it's a different anxiety now. It's like a, I need to pay my bills anxiety. Yeah. But back then, it was like I have nothing to lose but my pride. You know don't, what I mean? Don't drop the stick on the on the exchange. Oh my God. You would have. I can just see Miss Coach McGee just. Oh God. Uh, and what's the the guy, Coach? Uh, God. Coach Evans and Coach Gasky. Gasky, Gasky. Yes. Oh my God. I could just see them freaking out if that happened. A lot of tears happened on because of the drop of tones. <laughs> oh, they did. I I remember good and well. I was one of the criers. So yeah. Good old days. So so for you, you know. <laughs> It was kind of like you kind, you kind, of, you kind of just want to achieve your version of greatness. For you, it was it wasn't about being the best volleyball player. Just like, hey, I want to be on the team. I want to make B team. That's what I was shooting for. Mm-hmm. I think I always had a good idea of um, self progress, not being a huge leap, but being a slow effort, and I was okay with that because I set little goals for myself, like you know, making the B team and then working towards something else. Um, and I think where people sometimes get caught up, and I think I speak for myself when I say this now, is we look to the end picture of a journey of, oh, like, I want to be a millionaire or I want to be, you know, whatever. The, the issue with that is you can see the end goal and you should, but you should also see the baby steps in between. And I think we get caught up in the bigger picture where we forget that people who get to these places of power had to work hard. And it, and it was a tedious uh, effort. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I know I do that a lot. Like I think about where I want this whole nine thing to be. And I, and I get so caught up on that end goal that I, that I missed the baby stuff, like either, you know, release an episode on time, you know? So I think that's definitely yeah. that's key. So, so how did this journey progress for you? So yeah, my athletic career ended like very early when I got to high school. Um, I was more into the arts. 
So I did a lot of singing. I did some acting. Um, and then, of course, communications was a big, big part of my of my life from, you know, 15 until I was 18 years old. Um, and, and communications, I still say to this day, was the most valuable thing I ever learned because I'm still using that stuff now. Um, I think about that I stuff, left, too. I think about that stuff too. Yeah. Like, like if we didn't stop, we would have just kept going with that. What, what, what the world could have been like for us. It's honestly scary to think like us enrolling in this one class was a pivotal moment in our lives. And, and that just goes to show you never know what moment in your life is going to be pivotal. Maybe it's not going to, going to flourish in that moment, but five, 10 years down the road, something that you do could manifest so I always keep that in my back pocket, you know, when I'm getting kind of down about myself because we don't see the immediate result. Um, but I will say, yeah, when, when I graduated, I knew that I loved the arts. I was doing communications. I was filming. I, I knew that I loved it, but I had convinced myself that I could not make a living off of it. And I wish that I had convinced myself um, otherwise because I feel like I went a direction that I wasn't totally passionate about. Um, and I, I kind of settled for a safer route. So I went to Mizzou for a year and I thought I was going to pursue journalism, which is still a very big interest for me. But when I got there, I realized, you know, I want to do something with media, but this isn't it. It didn't feel right. I got there and it was, um, I remember we had like an orientation and this woman from Wall Street, she was one of the first journalists on Wall Street. She, um, sat on the table and with her legs open and she looked at me and she said, you're going to have a hard time in this industry. And I was like, so shocked. And she's like, she pointed at three other people in the room and she was like, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time. And she was basically pointing out all the women and minorities in the room. And I, I understood what her point was, but I was like baby freshman Bria, just walking into college wide eyed. And all of a sudden you know, you get the finger in your face, like, what are you doing? And I already was second guessing myself. So for me, I'm kind of thankful that she said it, because I realized if I, if I cared enough, if I really wanted this, I would fight for it. And I, I know that I could do it, but I don't. So I need to find that burning passion. And I don't know what it is. I just, I had no idea. And there's honestly no worse feeling than not knowing what your purpose and direction is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's true. So I think um, I convinced myself this wasn't it. I wasn't going to invest the time and the money. And, you know, I was paying out-of-state tuition. It was a lot of my family. So I ended up transferring to Arkansas for a whole laundry list of reasons. Um, but one being that I was going to change my major. And the whole reason I went to Mizzou was for journalism. Great school. I loved Mizzou, but it was just not a good fit for me. Um, so I went to Arkansas and I switched my major to psychology. And I loved psychology and little did I know even back then that me learning how the mind works and how people operate and how they form behaviors was going to play such a big role in what I do now as an influencer I I use tactics and I use mental I mean it sounds a little manipulative but I use mental games on the internet because that's what social media is mm -hmm. it's a mental game of convincing people of things and and if you're an influencer you're going to influence somebody you need to know how their brain works so psychology was powerful and I mean but you know back then I had no idea that I was going to be doing this so it was just I found it interesting and I was passionate about it but I think that 
you know, at that time, God was like giving me these little hints and these little drops of the direction I was going to go. And I had no clue. Um, but then I graduated and um, I started working a corporate job right off the back. Um, and I moved to Kansas City to work for a big health IT company. Um, and, and I, it was, it was a big wake up call. I went in there pretty cocky, you know, thinking, oh, this will be a piece of cake. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, my job was to travel 85% of the year to hospitals in the U S and I would consult with nurses and doctors and teach them how to use technology basically. <laughs> so it sounds easy, but a huge portion of being successful at that job was actually understanding, you know, health terminology, which is where I struggled. So doctors would talk to me as if I was a doctor. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but here's how you click here. So there was a huge discrepancy. <laughs> and and it, I wasn't passionate about it. I was passionate about the people in the hospitals and, and wanting the to give them yeah, like I wanted to make sure that they had the resources to help their patients, but I didn't care about this job. And, um, you know, the travel alone was enough to bring me out in a very short period of time. So after about a year and a half of doing that, I was so mentally drained and just, I mean, honestly depressed because I, I had no life. I moved to Kansas City because I loved, I loved the city, but I wasn't actually living here because I was traveling all the time. And um, I kind of had this, I was on a plane and I used to just sit on these planes and literally like put my hood on and cry. I mean, it sounds pathetic, but this is what I would do every plane ride to and from. And um, one day I was on the plane and I was having like a fit again. And I was like, I can't do this forever. Like, I'm so unhappy, but I was like, you know, Bria, you can quit your job, but like, what are you going to do? You don't have a passion. You're, you're like, what is it that's going to help you? What's going to make you Bria? Like, what is your thing? And I couldn't figure it out to save my life. So then I did this deep, deep soul search. And I was like, okay, talking to myself saying, when was the last time I was genuinely happy? And you know, when that was, it was communications. So I looked back and I was like, I mean, I feel like I can't really go that direction now. I don't have film. I didn't go to a film school. I didn't go, I didn't keep it up. You know, it, it was, I'm dusty. Mm -hmm. So I was like brainstorming. How can I create a path for myself? Even though I don't have experience anymore, my experience is from high school. So it's a little expired. Um, but what can I do? What can I control? And that's when Instagram came to mind because it was something small. I knew the influencer world was kind of taking off. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I could just try to start creating content and maybe it'll get recognized. And if it does, I'll know that I'm going in the right direction. So I had this fake Instagram of Finsta and I would, it was used just for me posting drunk videos of myself, but I deleted all of that. <laughs> and I ended up starting to, me and Kendressa, you know, Kendressa, yeah. um, she was trying to get good at photography at the time. So I, I called her up and I said, Hey, let's go shoot. Let's, I'm going to get some outfits together. Let's just go and let's shoot in the crossroads and see, you know, what happens. And so I went with her in the crossroads and we took some pictures and they were honestly amazing. And I tagged this pair of sunglasses I was wearing. It was diff eyewear. I tagged them 
And at 20 followers, they emailed me and they said, hey, Bria, we saw your picture. Would you be interested in being a content creator for us? And it was just like my aha moment. And Dip Eyewear is a huge company. I mean, they're on the level of like Ray-Ban, um, but for women, you know, I think they're, they're more geared towards women. I think they have some men's glasses now. I'm not totally sure, but they're huge. And so, you know, for them to reach out to me when I only had 20 followers was like, life-changing so I took them up on the deal yeah and and they they contacted me they sent me um, a few pairs of glasses for three months um, and each month they would give me some new ones and I would just take some pictures of them but um, although it sounds easy taking pictures of, of sunglasses is hard because you always catch your reflection in the lens so you have to get really creative um, but yeah that's when I kind of had my aha moment and I was like all right let's let's see about doing this so if they could contact me maybe I can contact some brands so I created a pitch I didn't have oh by the way I will send you that pitch I didn't have a pitch I hadn't I had no experience nobody to tell me this sounds good or doesn't I literally just came up with something off the top of my head and I would copy paste it to brands and I would send it to them you know change it up to where it would match their you know brand and everything and um it would work people would send me clothes so I was doing only free stuff they weren't sending me money at this time but I wasn't concerned with that because I knew I needed to build a resume I need to build that portfolio before I could start having my hand out for money um you know I wasn't that cocky but it wasn't very long before I was able to get a paid deal so fast forward like three months maybe I think I got my my first paid deal after three months and probably like four or five thousand followers um and it was a local company it's actually in Kansas City and I booked a it was like a three hundred dollar deal with them a month so it was a long-term partnership which as an influencer that's where your value is when you get those long-term partnerships you're winning on a bigger level because you're securing yourself, especially if you're self-employed, you're securing yourself for a longer time. It's great if you get, you know, a one-off deal, but then every month you're like, oh God, oh God, I have to get X amount of collaborations at this rate or I'm, or I'm screwed, you know, and it's not a good feeling. And that's kind of the rat race that I'm dealing with now where my goal for myself moving forward is to do long-term three to six month contracts. You know what I mean? So, so, so kind of kind of pause a little bit. So just to kind of go back to this whole journey that you had 20 followers and, and they're like, let, let, let's work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think like, I, I know talking to athletes, whatever, a lot of them think that they aren't a big name that they can't get free stuff, you know? And I think you are showing in this whole influencer state that you had 20 followers that. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, is it, 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 it almost just having, having confidence and just knowing, knowing your value? I would say it's a combination of that, but I will say what I think brands look at more than who you are and what your name is, they look at your engagement. So if I have, you know, a thousand followers, but I'm getting, you know, maybe let's say 300 likes, that's, that's a good engagement. You know, that's, that's a lot of people that are involved with your content and care about what you have to say. Um, and of course, a lot goes into that because the algorithm is tough and the algorithm changes constantly. But, you know, I was landing deals at, you know, 5,000 followers and 
I really don't think the numbers have anything to do with it. I think the way that you present yourself and the way that you pitch yourself, don't just show up like, hey, I'm here. They don't care. I mean, and, and a big name could say that because they know people can have a big number of followers for a lot of reasons. They could have bought them or they could have hustled for it. Who knows? But the bottom line is when it comes down to it, your engagement is what's showing and you know, brands are easily able to sniff out phony. So just don't do it because it's not long-term success. Focus on your relationship with your audience. Do not focus on the numbers. And it's so, so tough, but I promise you that is where the money is. Um, You know, putting your effort into that because when you build that relationship, that's where you get the sales for the brand. The brand wants to know what can you do for me? And they're looking. When, when you get a deal with them, after that deal, they want to know what your turnover was. They want to see your insights. They want to see that your reach, how far the post went. And you have to be able to screenshot all of it and send it to them. So there's no phony business involved. Like, you know, they're going to ask you. And you have to be transparent about that. So, um, yeah, I would say just focus on the way that you present yourself and, you know, present yourself as, as you would want to book somebody if you had a brand, you know, what I mean, like you have to put some effort into what your feed looks like. You have to, uh, even the quality of your pictures, if you're going to take, and I, I love iPhone pictures, like don't get me wrong, but some people don't understand if you're going to take iPhone pictures, make sure your lighting is good. You know, make sure all these little details are squared away because that's what they want. They want high quality pictures and, um, they want you to have a high rate of people who are interested in their product. So, so with with that, it, it it can be a lot if you if like if you're if you're first starting out, right? So, so say like someone is, you know, they're a pro pro basketball player, and and they're 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 just trying to figure this stuff out. All, all they have is an iPhone camera, mm-hmm. and say they have maybe. 3,000 followers, they're getting, you know, good engagement. What, 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 what would you tell them just on how to get started and don't overthink it, just how to just, just make, make a move? Yeah, so I, yeah, like that's exactly it though. Like don't overthink starting it. I mean, just start to share your life. And it kind of feels weird in the beginning, but you have to become an oversharer because what you want to do is build trust with people that you genuinely want to share amazing things with them. And you're not just another influencer who's an ad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is like my friend. Make them think that you guys are friends. And, and like you should, to a certain extent, feel like you are friends with your followers. If you feel like you have no connection, then guess how they probably feel. You know, I take the time to answer all my DMs. Um, When people are commenting on my pictures, I try to comment back to every single one in a reasonable time. And it's hard because nobody wants to be the person on their phone. Um, But like, this is where your bread and butter is. And and these people um, are the foundation of your success, believe it or not, unfortunately. But um, they, they do, they carry a lot of weight. So you have to tend to them knowing you know, that you're building a relationship with them and you're building trust with them because they will start to think less of you if you don't genuinely respond to them. You know, you can give them the phony one word responses, but be thoughtful. 
and just interact with your audience and you will get it back. Like everything in the world, you get what you put out into this universe. So if you are not putting out genuine, authentic, um, you know, behavior, you're not going to get that back. You know what I mean? So just start, start sharing, start doing things, start taking pictures of what you love, um, mentioning companies, even don't worry about the dollar sign yet. Just tag companies that you love. If you're, you know, eating a snack that you like, tag the brand. And I guarantee you, like the other day, um, me and AJ just moved into a new apartment and we were living literally off beer. So he loves this beer, um, Yingling, and we don't have it in Kansas City. It's like a Pittsburgh thing. So he took some back from Pittsburgh when he came back here. And um, I took a picture of it and I just tagged the brand. It wasn't, it wasn't a collaboration or anything, but Yingling saw it and they DM'd me and they said, Hey, can we send you a case of beer and some merch? And of course, AJ was just like a kid on Christmas about it. And I'm just like, sure, whatever. But it's things like that. That's how you get visibility to brands. And that's how, you know, your followers start to believe, Oh, she, she really does love this. It's not mad, you know? So it, it, so basically in the grand scheme, it's about being authentic. Absolutely. Like be yourself, be real. Um, I mean, people know when you're not in it for the good reasons and it comes off. Some people can get away with it, but you know, I think the majority of people that want to monetize off of being an influencer, they understand this. They understand that you have to be authentic and real. What is it about you that is different? You know, there's a million people out there who are fitness influencers. There's a million people out there who are fashion influencers. But what do you bring that's different? And your selling point is that you are you and there's nobody else with your exact copy of DNA, your opinions and your thoughts. So capitalize off of it because that is like, that's, that's exclusive. So in, in grand scheme, like what is an influencer? Like what, what like, what does that mean? Like say someone is an athlete, they're like, am I really an influencer? Like what you know, that's where I get a little skewed myself because I think you decide when you want to own the title. Um, for a long time, I fought the title, but people kind of put the title on me. I just wanted to be a girl that people could go to and that, you know, I could share my life and I could create content. That's what I love. That's my passion. The, the word influencer wasn't even a word in the dictionary last year. Did you know that? No, I didn't. It wasn't even a word in the dictionary. I don't even know if it technically is now, but um, I think it is. And I think that just goes to show this is just, it's a word. And that's why I don't get caught up in the word influencer. So I don't, I don't think there's a criteria for when you meet that. And I don't think there's a criteria for, you know, when you're ready to call yourself an influencer. I think when you get people to believe in you and in your mission Technically, that's when you are an influencer. But I think, like I said in the beginning, we are all influencers, all of us. Love that, love that. So, so you're, so you, you went from crying on the airplane, thinking like there has to be more, there has to be more than me just not doing something that I, I, I don't enjoy every day, right? And now mm-hmm. you're taking, taking the leap to start an Instagram thing. At what point did you re- really, like, after the whole sunglass thing, did you start realizing this could be a full-time career for me? Um, I think after, I, you know, honestly, from the jump, 
from the jump, I was like, I know, I just had this feeling. I was like, I know if I work hard enough, I can do this for a living. I was looking at girls who were traveling the world and, and getting paid to go to events and crazy, crazy things. And I, I was just like, I know I can do this. I know I'm creative enough and I can, I just need to work towards it. And, and you get caught up in those numbers. And I think that's what sets you apart from the other girl who's, you know, going across the country or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, I just think that it's really what you decide to make it. Um, but my, my pivotal moment was definitely, you know, after I got my first paid gig at such a small number, it was kind of my confirma confirmation, like people believe in you. People think that you can do this. And I, I believed in myself, but it, there's nothing like having the confirmation that, you know, somebody wants to pay you. So after I got the first pay gig, it was just like, yeah, I, I got this. And then after that, I started working towards getting, you know, little paid gigs here and there. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work out. There's a lot of brands who pull the card of, oh, we don't have a budget, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And, you know, I have to say no then. And it's hard because I don't have room in my apartment for all this free stuff. Seriously. And people probably like, girl, you're crazy. I would take all the free stuff. Nope. When you have to create, when you have to take two hours out of your day to create pictures for this product, that free stuff does not come anymore because you can invest your time in other things. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not one to cheat the system. Like I, I take the time to have photo shoots in my clothes. Now I'm starting to implement video with some of the clothes that I wear. So, you know, it's time consuming and I want all of my content to be high quality. So I would rather say no to a few people who want to give me free stuff and say yes to the brand that wants to cut me a big deal. Because I, I secured the bag for, you know, a month or two waiting on, a, on the best deal. With, with, with that, so, so it, you're pretty much like, like a one-man one man team or one-woman team. Mm -hmm. So how, how are you going about the editing? Are you using, like, Photoshop? Are you using a phone app? Or what are, you kind of, what, what are like your best tips with that? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of like a one woman team when it comes down to it, but now I do have a little bit of help, which I'm so grateful for. Um, what I used to do, so I'll backtrack a little bit so you guys have a better understanding of how this worked. Cause right now I think I'm in the best place when it comes to creating, but it was not this easy for me. So when I was working a full-time job and trying to create at the same time, um, what I would do is I would work with a photographer. And I was very lucky at the time. I think we did this for about six months. I worked with a photographer. She was kind of up and coming and she used me as a model to kind of get practice. So after a couple months, I started paying her like a hundred bucks each photo shoot and I would do like three outfits. So in the beginning, that is how I would get high quality images. And then what I would do is edit them in Lightroom. So Lightroom is an app that you can download on your phone, but you can also get it on your computer. And it's a branch of like Adobe. So uh, it's kind of similar to like Photoshop, but it's more focused on um, editing very specific details and pictures and being particular about different hues and all that type of, types of stuff. 
So um, I would do that. And, you know, it's really not, that's not the time consuming part at all. I would say the photo shoots are the time consuming part. So eventually what happened was, you know, I couldn't afford this photographer anymore. I was just forking out money. And then her career was taking off and she was getting business out the wazoo. So like, we just, we kind of outgrew each other. Um, And so then from there, I would work with some other photographers and um, eventually I was like, you know what, I need to invest in a camera. I need to get a really good camera and I just need to bite the bullet. I'm at a place where, you know, a brand might give me a deal and I have four days to spit the content out and get it approved. So I don't have time to book a photo shoot with a photographer who's booked up for the next three weeks. I need to be able to do it myself and get it out. So I bit the bullet and I purchased a camera that was like $2,000. I remember that phone call, but you're like, should I do it? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did. It was it was a big budget. And I'm honestly so glad I did it because now I only rely on myself, you know, and now I can travel and not have to worry about other people taking, you know, pictures or finding somebody in another city. I have my camera, I can literally hand it to a stranger and put it on the right settings and say, hey, do this. You know, I'm, I never have to depend on anyone. And that's what's most important when you're an influencer is to make sure that you don't have to depend on anybody. Have your resources yourself. So I got my camera and um, honestly didn't know how to use it. <laughs> it was, it's very advanced. Um, it's a Canon and, you know, it was hard. So I looked up YouTube videos. They kind of helped, but it was tough because I'm I'm definitely a visual learner. So I needed somebody to kind of like walk through it with me and show me and take me outside and have me take pictures. So luckily, because I'm in Kansas City with all these creatives and I literally like network with them all the time, I had a friend who um, sat down with me and AJ and she showed us how to work all the settings, when we would change them in different situations. And then we went outside and we shot together. And so then from there, AJ became my photographer and he's incredible at it now. He knows how to change the settings at the flip and, you know, we just keep getting better and better with it. So I'm very lucky um, to have a boyfriend that believes in my craft, but he understands too that this is my full-time job. So if I need him to run outside with me for 30 minutes, he's cool with it because he sees the the fruit of this. He sees the benefits that we get um, and and he needs to grow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So 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 what's so for anyone listening right now that wanna just start using their story and using their using their their personal brand to, you know, get stuff. Whether they're semi pro athlete wanting to get you know free nutrition stuff. What what would be your advice to them when when at first there's crickets? Yeah. Um consistency consistency and and let me tell you the crickets don't go away i am i have phases and i'm in one right now where it's crickets but every now and then you'll get an email where it's like jackpot keep pitching yourself and here's the thing people try to wait for the emails to come to their inbox uh-uh you can be pitching just as much and in the beginning that's where i got a lot of my deals so you know sometimes a brand will say hey, we want to work with you, but we don't have budget. And you can say, if it's a brand that you really love, you can say, okay, let's do it free this one time and see how it goes. And then if we like the relationship, we can talk about a budget if you really love the brand. But other than that, say no. If you know that you deserve money, 
you have to stand up for yourself because in this industry, you have to set a reputation or they will walk all over you. They will. So um, I would say to just keep pitching yourself. To There are too many brands in this world. If one says no, on to the next. And if you think you're getting to a stopping point, go find some people who are doing deals. Look at the brands they're working with. You know, and if you're really close with some of them, you don't have to ask for an, a specific dollar figure, but say, hey, are they paying you? You know, just to see, is it worth reaching out? Um, if you have a friend who's like similar to you and your content, ask them just so you have a heads up. But I mean, even then, sometimes they all of a sudden have a budget for certain people. So just <laughs> just keep at it so you get your yes. I remember, I remember like my, my, first, my first deal I got, I, got, I got paid for. And I learned the hard way because I didn't, I didn't know. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take five dollars every, every person that signed up for sign up whatever. And they got, I'm getting like, you know, over a hundred sign up. Like, man, if I would have just upped the value of what my account was worth, and yeah. you know, I was like, man, so now, now I know. I'm like, yo, don't. So if you're listening right now, don't, 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 don't shorten your value. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. So what's next for you? I, I you kind of pursue this thing head, head on and, you know, going full go. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no going back now. I'm officially self-employed, full-time me. Um, I still have some partnerships with a few brands and um, I'm definitely always in the learning stage. I, I just want to continue growing and learning. If you ever get to a point where you think you know it all, you're in a bad place. <laughs> so um, I work with a company called Buy Grace once a week now. Um, I kind of did like an internship with them for a month to kind of learn about the brand. And now I come with in their office every, uh, every Tuesday. And I'm kind of like the face of their page sometimes. So I'll do, I'll do some try-ons. Um, I'll go on their Instagram live. But um, I love the experience I get there. It's kind of like going back to school for me, but for what I do. So, um, and, and just the whole team is amazing. And then, um, of course, you know, developing myself as a personal brand. Now that I have the time, it's, it's go time. And like, you know, we're going at it full throttle. Like, I've already, I created a schedule last night on a Friday night. Everybody was out drinking. I was out creating a strategy um, for YouTube, for IGTV, for my blog. Um, I mean, everything is about to be strategized and, I think even if you're following along now in a month, you'll probably be like, damn, yeah, she, she just amped it up a level because now I have 40 hours to dedicate to myself. Love it. So if anyone listening, so, so what are your accounts right now? I'm going to kind of plug real quick. So what are my accounts? Um, Instagram is Hey Jones. Um, my networking organization is Media Mixer. And my blog is Bria Jones Blogs. Dot com. Um, YouTube channel isn't officially like launched yet, but I think I have an account under Bria Jones. Uh, show some love, subscribe. But yeah, it's it's about to get real. It, it's so cool becoming like like you like you started what last summer around there. It's officially a year. I think uh, I think it was officially a year, like last week. Yeah, so I remember when you first started, you were just figuring it out, and now you're. Let's see, I'm pull it up real quick. You now you now you're at twenty one twenty one point eight thousand followers. 
you know, so much engagement. You're doing mixers and, and you know, all the other stuff. So it kind of just shows that the consistency part that you said, if, you know, if you just keep putting in the work, it can easily mm-hmm. ignite. Absolutely. Yeah. You just got to keep it up. Yo, Bria, you're a rock star. Shout, shout out to Westwood and, and Mr. Morton. <laughs> RHS. Westwood. Mordo. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on. And I want to get, get you involved more because I think a lot of athletes can really learn from how you're doing it because it's all relatable. You know, whether you're entrepreneur to an athlete, it's the same thing when it comes to just, you know, using your, using your brand and your story to help, to help brands tell theirs. Yeah, I would love to do that. And I appreciate you having me on here. I'm excited to share my story. I was just thinking, like, I I have not really, like, sat down to ever talk about my story. So I think this is really the first time I'm doing that. Boom. That's good. Because, like, I didn't know that you went to the whole airplane thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, 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 really hating, hating, hating the job. I was like, man, I thought, I thought that you were happy. I thought you loved it. I, I alluded to being unhappy, but I don't think anybody understood to the degree of, like, depressed that I was but I mean in order to change your life you have to hit rock bottom and I think rock bottom is the best thing to ever happen to me true that I've been there so I I definitely with you hey well you you enjoy the KC life and good barbecue and we'll meet up soon all right have a good one Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.